Bob. He's a four-time tire rotation champion. When he was a baby, his first words were automatic transmission fluid. Bob's so cool, he has engine coolant running through his veins. And then there's Kyle, also known as Premium Unleaded. Legend has it that Kyle can change your oil with his toes and that he can tell your tire's air pressure just by how you're walking. He's Bob, he's Kyle, and every Saturday morning they morph together to form the greatest superhero known to man, Mr. Mechanic. Check engine lights don't stand a chance. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show on 1110 KFAB. Good morning, this is Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 is the numbers to get in so we can... Get your call in early. Last week, we had we answered three calls off the air, so we want to make sure we get to your calls. Uh, we are Buchanan Service Centers, 50th and Dodge, 80th and Dodge, guaranteed brakes, 49th Avenue and Dodge. We do brakes and suspension and do them right every time. So I'm Bob. Sitting next to me is Kyle, as always. And, boy, it's, it's going to be it's nice right now. It's a little gonna, sticky. Li, li, yeah, it's starting to get sticky. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Perfect time to fix a car. Perfect time to fix a car. You got a long weekend. You start now. You might be done. By the time you broke a couple of things, you can get back to the parts store. They'll be open on Monday. You can get this job completed by Tuesday. Yeah, who needs a weekend? Time to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not going to work on it all weekend. I mean, you got a little beer drinking and a little bit of hot dogs you got to eat and, you know. Well, hamburgers coincides yeah yeah well it does it does i i suppose yeah the, the six pack and coincides with uh with fixing your car especially if it doesn't go right if it yeah. goes right yeah you don't yeah you don't want to start that off no first. no that's that's towards the end of the project yeah. finish with a finale here <laughs> or you finish with a finale or when you when you're prying on the the wrench and it brusks and your knuckles go and uh you got to go there so yeah we've all been there anybody that's worked on Anybody's worked on their own cars, missing some skin, had a little bit of blood, got the Band-Aids, uh, you know, close. Mm -hmm. Or is, I don't think we, do, do we use Band-Aids anymore? Electrical tape. Electrical tape. Super glue. Shop shop rag. Yeah. Oily the better. Yeah, just zip tie it right on there. You know, we're, we both went through COVID, and I think we're, we, we just, the antibodies in us are built oh, yeah. up so much, it yeah. just kind of. Dirt and hose water. <laughs> dirt and hose water. <laughs> Handprints on your on your uh, bologna sandwich, you know, in in the white bread, you oh. know. So, we are immune to a lot of stuff. Let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> and that with it falls in your eyes and falls in your mouth, and I think we've tasted it all when it comes to automotive fluids. Haven't Brake we? Brake fluid is the worst. The absolute worst. Brake fluid is the worst. Absolute worst. Don't ever. And you know it tastes so bad, and it's flammable. Who sure? who'd have thought that was a double whammy? Yeah. Who knew it was so flammable? And but and. They, they probably did that on purpose, don't you think? I think so. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to make something, it might as well be flammable. You might, well, <laughs> yeah, everything's flammable, but tasting terrible. I mean, they could have made it taste better, I suppose. We'll have to write a letter. <laughs> All right, we're going we're gonna to jump into the calls real quick, and Jim's got a Nissan Pathfinder. Jim, what's going on today? Well, let's see. My uh, 2005 Pathfinder, the front end, it squeaks. It's, it just sounds like an old jalopy. I mean, I got all these squeaky noises whether I turn the wheel or uh, or just just driving down the road. It just or you know very slowly. It just it just squeaks a lot. Sure, I bet it needs very ball long. joints. 
Yeah, I bet you it needs ball joints or tie rod ends or both. Or both. Uh, all the or, well, yeah. All the stuff in the front end. Well, something that's yeah. It's all this salt that we put down on the road and all this brine. It just it rusts things up, and so you want to you want an easy way to find this? Is that what you're looking for, or just trying to? Well, yeah, I'd like to know what what I need to replace because obviously it's a 2005, and right. suspensions doesn't they don't last forever. So well, sometimes it's obvious and which one it is, and the key here is to try to figure out whether it's a right side, left side, or both. And what we normally do is if we, you lift it up in the air, you kind of take a visual inspection, and if you don't see anything else, you have somebody grab a hold of the roof rack and kind of rock it side to side until you can get the squeak to happen. And then you've got somebody else down there laying on the ground with, a, uh, with their hand, and you just start moving your hand from component to component to component until you feel what the... Uh, the squeak is until you feel the noise in your hand and then that's the noise that you need to go after and that's the part that you need to go after that's it's pretty simplistic but it works every time yeah okay well right very good that's that uh i definitely need to get looked at because like i said it just sounds like a jalopy yeah <laughs> or you know if depending on how much is uh greasable on that car you could go through and grease everything first yeah, even if but it doesn't have a grease circuit, you can yeah. get a needle and yeah. poke a hole and pump a bunch of grease into those boots. And There's no scientific way. I mean, we, we use our hands and rock it back and forth, or we use a, a an automotive stethoscope, which looks just like a normal stethoscope, except for it's just got a long rod on the end, and you can kind of push that on each component while somebody's rocking it. That, that helps us find uh, noises quicker. Okay, sounds good. I appreciate your advice. You bet. No problem. Appreciate the call. 558-1110 is the numbers to get in. Uh, give us a call. Get in early. So, yeah, there's no noises can drive you nuts. Oh, God. And now that with, like How I much said, time have we spent on noises? I mean, sometimes it's very obvious. Other times we're hours into it. Yes, <laughs> yes. And the, the, the I think the biggest thing that we've learned over the years is that the noise that the customer hears My is God. not the noise that we're hearing. That the banging and clapping and everything else in the rear. Yeah. That noise has happened for a long time. This that's is new noise. <laughs> that's happened for years. I'm not worried about that one. I want to know about this one squeak in the front. Well, you're not worried about the <laughs> broken sway bar and things falling off in the rear? No. I want that other squeak. I, I, th I think it has a lot to do, depending on your age, yeah. as to what you can hear. Yeah, you know, that's I, becoming more and more clear to me year by year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're, and everybody's a little bit tone deaf of something. So if you don't hear that high pitched squeal, you don't worry about it. Yeah. You're only worried about the clunk. Yeah. And vice versa. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't, you want to know what that clunk is, but don't hear your brakes grinding or squeaking or what have you. So, yeah, that happens quite a bit more often than not. Yeah. All right, we're gonna head over to Brian. Brian's got a 05 Coupe Deville. Brian, what's going on? Yeah, I got a devil, and uh, the uh, traction control and the ABS lights have just started, like, coming on. Okay. All right. So there's a code in there. There's a code in there, and your traction controls run off of your ABS. So th th okay. they work in conjunction together. So one will go away when the other one goes away. So you're going to have to take a code. I don't know if you'll be able to go to a parts store and they'll read a code. That's usually just a PO code. Yeah, I don't they think just... they'll get into the brake aspect of that uh, or ABS side, but there's going to be – you're going to need to get into the 
and find out what code's in there. I mean, because you got four possibilities on on sensors, four wheels, four four codes. You got okay. on an 05, you could have a pump motor. Yep, ABS pump motor assembly is very common to very go bad common. on that. Very common. Um, and or ding, ding, we got. You're checking. Um, I'm are, sorry, I'm. Are you checking now? I'm returning a U-Haul. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if you were checking now or if we were going to wait. So, uh, No, no, no. I'm returning a U-Haul. Sorry. Got it. No problem. We're just kidding you. Uh, so the other possibilities, <laughs> too, is that um, on the front wheels of, of some General Motors, they got wires that run down the bottom of the control arms and then out to the sensors. Those uh, wiring harnesses will bust and break and have a lot of problems, too. So like Kyle said, all right. like Kyle said it all starts back with the code. So you're not chasing your tail looking at all four wheels. Maybe we can just find the right front or the left front and inspect just that side. Yep. The code will give us. You've given me some ideas. I appreciate it very much, John. You bet. Good luck with you all. All right. Bye. See ya. (laughs) All right. 558-1110 is the numbers to get in. We're going to take a quick break. Be back in a bit. Ladies and gentlemen, the Mr. Mechanic Show presents a live in-studio performance from Kobe Teeth. We got Mustangs and Mercedes and minivans packed full of babies. And we got Hummers yeah, we do. and fancy Beamers uh-huh. for guys to make up for little <laughs> And those electric cars, they sure do. Sound bizarre. Sounds like a can opener. Mm-hmm. I love these cars. Got El Camino. Uh-huh. Half car, half truck. I know where you're going with this. The front is where we sit. The back is where we find stuff. What? Ford Pintos, a POS. Volkswagen Beetles for guys who wear a dress. They ought to wear a dress. And the GPS tells my wife that she's lost. Where am I? It says there's a road here. Mm-hmm. I love these cars. I love my car so much I want to marry it. I love these cars. I love these cars. I like to race. I like to a gremlin on the side of the road it puts a big smile on my face i love these cars i love these cars even if they don't start mm-hmm. i love these cars y'all drive safe now you hear The Mr. Mechanic Show is brought to you by Buchanan Service Center. Professionally fixed right and fixed on time. Two locations, 79th and Dodge and 50th and Dodge in Omaha. All right, we are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 is the numbers to get in so we can answer your questions and uh, get you to the head of the parts line. We're Buchanan Service Center, 50th and Dodge, 80th and Dodge. Guaranteed breaks, 49th Avenue and Dodge. We're going to blast right back into the calls and go to Brad with the town and country. Brad, what's going on? Hello? Hello, we're here. Oh, okay. Is this the Buck and Clay show? Bob. No, I'm just kidding. I've got a 2016 Chrysler Yeah. Yeah, Brad, you there? 
Did we lose you? And then on my way to another place, the steering wheel started shaking real bad. Um, so I, of course, pulled over and checked all the lug nuts and tires and kind of felt around the brakes as best I could. And, uh, but, again, it seems like it just does it going uphill. Now then, I took it to one of your competitors just because of location, and they told me I need new, a, a tune-up, new spark plugs. Um, they want $1,100 to do that. Goodness. How hard is it to do the back three spark plugs? Well, Brad, we we missed out on the first little bit of your conversation because the, oh. phone, the phone blanked out. Oh, sounds okay. like you got a misfire. Well, yeah, it sounds like you got a misfire. So we're we're only going on about half your information. So it's it it runs rough going up the hill. Is that kind of what we're after? Yeah, and and just starts shaking almost like a out of bounds tire. But then I feather the gas and it, it'll go away as long as I'm accelerating. Mm-hmm. Um, now I took it in. They yep. diagnosed. Yep. Uh, needed spark plugs. How hard is it to replace the back three spark plugs on one of those? Oh, for us, it's not too terribly bad. No, but it's it's probably pays uh, two two and a half hours um, to pull take that the cowl off there. Off of them. Cowl, oh, the cowl off it and the gaskets mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So it could be a little longer. I think thousand bucks okay. is a little steep. So do I. That's 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 really steep, depending on if they're doing other things, uh, but. Generally, what what we'll do on those kind of repairs is if we've got a problem in the back uh, where it takes a bunch of time to get in there, we usually go in and replace like all six spark plugs, and we will do all three back of coils. Okay, we don't want to go in. We we don't want we don't want the customer to go in and replace just one coil and one plug, and then have to go back in six months later, duplicate all the labor over again. Just to replace no, maybe another coil. So we'll do all six plugs and the three coils in the back. And depending on the coils, it can get a little pricey. Unless you're doing all six, and if you're doing all six coils, then yeah, it'd probably yeah, get up into a, yeah, be into a grand for sure. Um, okay. But we generally don't do the ones in the front that are easy because if they're working, they're working. You know. Yeah. You can always go back and do those later, and it's not that expensive to do it. So. But yeah, to get to the well, that's what one, they were saying. It's- yeah, you got to take the intake and then, off. I don't know, somebody told me that people, I, you know, I, I don't know who, but like to change the front three and not the back three a lot of times. So because they said the front three were okay, okay, so yeah. it's the back three. Yeah, literally. and now is this, I mean, is this something I could do? I mean, I'm fairly mechanical. I've got quite a few tools. And the most complicated uh, part of that job is going to be just getting that intake plenum off, mm-hmm. just the top half of that intake. I mean, and it's not terrible. I mean. Okay. No, if you start that, yeah, you should be able to do it. If you're fairly mechanical, if you start that job in the next yeah. half an hour, you should be done by 8 o'clock on Monday afternoon. <laughs> no, you won't. Uh, I think I'll take it in. I've no. told people. I, I'm, just, uh, I'm just kidding you. It's, you know, if you've yeah. got some mechanical ability, it takes Kyle and I probably a couple, two and a half, maybe three hours tops to get it all done. And, you know, it, even if you double that time, you're – you you can do it, yeah. But whatever I, you I feel comfortable about. Day. Yeah, I will plan the whole day around it. Now yeah, there you go. But yeah. okay, okay. Well, thank you guys. But you said it probably would be around eleven hundred thousand, eleven hundred. If you did it all, I mean, if you did all the plugs okay. and all the coils and intake gaskets and plenum gaskets and things like that, I, I could see it being yeah. that. But uh, just okay. spark plugs, no. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, no. And if you're not having problems with the the easy spark plug, uh, excuse me, the easy coils, leave those easy coils alone. I mean, that's okay. You know, there's no sense in adding another three hundred dollars to the bill if if they're fine. Okay. All right. Well, hey, thank you, guys. You bet. Not a problem. Appreciate the call. All right, we're gonna head over to Gary. Gary's got a '93 uh, E150. Gary, this is still around. Hello. Not not too many of these old E150s around. Oh yeah, I know. But this one was a stored vehicle. My parents had it, and it sat in their uh, big building. Oh yeah. And here is it. Conversion van. Yes. It, yep. It's a Terra conversion. Yeah, van. that's pretty much what they all were back in the day. Has it got the swivel captain's yeah. chairs? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, the blue velour. Oh crow, oh yeah, and the curtains, white and turquoise <laughs> yeah. striping on it. <laughs> but I was, I was surprised the thing injectors on it. Whoa, this thing at ninety three got injectors. Okay, it's, it's right in that. Yeah, it's yeah. right in that era about when they started. I think that was. Oh, that might even be the first year. Yeah, cause they have. What they have? They had throttle yeah, body before. Had yeah, yeah, that was probably yeah, right about body. the first year. They, they, Ford did a pretty good job with that too. So. Yeah, it's OBD one, which surprised me with injectors, but okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. My biggest question is, uh, before I got the vehicle, they put brand new radial tires on it, mm-hmm. and they're Michelin's, and they're a little much. If you go on the highway, this thing likes to, oh, move quite a bit. I I thought maybe the uh, steering gear might be out of it, and so I took it down to an outfit, and they went through it, and no. It did have some, um, used to call them kingpins. I, I forget they call them these days. Yeah. Ball joints. They're not a, ball joints. Yeah. Yeah, they're like a ball joint on the, uh, oh, God, twin I beam system in it. Yep. Anyhow, yep. but it, it moves quite a bit. So you're saying as you drive down the road, it, the, the steering wheel moves quite a bit? Like it's like a little bit of tractor steering kind of thing? Or the, just a, the whole yeah, car wanders back and forth? And it does wander. Okay. How old are these tires? It's been sitting. Oh, these tires are about uh, two years old. Two years old. Okay. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so, I had a guy, you know, uh, check them out. The tire shop check them. and said, no, they're okay. Well, but, so you, you had to check it, and you had the front end checked. It's all tight. Um, the steering wheel yeah. seems to go straight down the road. It doesn't... Uh, you don't have to move it back and forth at all to to switch lanes. It's you know it's pretty responsive. No, uh, I like to do that by itself. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, oh, yeah, oh boy. yeah. Uh, Those weren't the best steering suspensions. That twin I beam. I agree. Um, you might be able to solve a little bit of that by maybe getting an aftermarket steering dampener. But I mean, oh. even, I had a truck that was an '86 with that same suspension, and I mean, they're yeah. kind of got a mind of their own when you get up to speed. Yeah, that they do. Yeah. Pretty high. If you turn, uh, well, if you turn the wheel, does it re- respond back? If you turn corners, does the steering wheel come back? Yes, it does. Okay, all right. You know, the other thing to maybe pump—I don't know what kind of pressure you have in the tires, but maybe if they're 32, maybe you pump them up a little bit. See if you don't get five pounds. Yeah, you might. Yeah, pump they them. were. I went to 45 on them. Sure. Yeah, and it didn't seem to do too much. Okay, you know yeah. they were a little squishy to begin with. Mm-hmm. They just oh, were, yes. and when you added up everything onto that conversion and, and the windows and all the captain's chairs and everything else, they become even more squishy. So uh, now I I pull a twenty seven foot camper with this thing now. Yeah, 
and I load that thing up and set the uh, receiver hitch up to throw the weight forward like it's supposed to, mm-hmm. it seemed to make a lot better steering. Yeah. A little bit. Uh, well. A little bit of load. A little bit of load on it. Have you done an alignment on this at all? Yes. Okay. The alignment's good? I had the whole shot, whole okay. shot done to it. Okay. The reason I ask that question is because sometimes if the rear is out of alignment a little bit or, you know, pothole curb hit it or it's just the rear end is just out it can cause it to feel weird as you're driving down the road change lanes weird um yeah exactly uh, mushy tires in the rear can cause that i don't you know the next era of van that came up was a lot better van as far as that feel goes Mm -hmm. but ford ran that particular system for the longest longest time yeah, they sure did. It sounds like you've done a lot. From 63 um, on forward. <laughs> yeah, sounds like you've done a lot. You, but, you know, if you load it down and it seems to get a little better, it just makes... It's just the way the van is. Yeah, it's just the way the van is. Yeah. You know, you can put stiffer springs, stiffer shocks, but I don't think that's going to really do no. much for you. Yeah. I think you've got... See, most of, most of the, systems, the system in it is all original, so I think I'll go with them. Uh uh, gas shocks on the front. Yeah, sure. So I can't dampen something out of it. I personally think you got the best Ford could do in '93. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, like I say, it's got the five-eight motor in it. Yeah. So that'd be a good camper phone motor. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, if you've checked that out, top to bottom, inside and out, and thoroughly, and all the suspension is good, and the gearbox is straight, and you're not having any wandering in the steering wheel. Just a little uh, bit. Just, just a little well, bit. I have about an eighth of turn of play from left to right. Yeah, you shouldn't have much at all. It should be fairly tight. Yeah. And that gearbox can be adjusted with that nut on top. Yeah. I mean, right. you don't want to go too tight with it. No. You'll make a bind. Yeah. yeah. You can crack that nut Definitely. on the top of there and maybe turn it down. Yeah, maybe eighth of turn. half a turn or something. Ha- yeah, half a turn, maybe an eighth. I'd start at an eighth. It's easy, yeah. yeah. It's easy to adjust it. So maybe start at an eighth and drive it, and then go to a quarter. But I half would be tops. That, Max, that yeah. might tighten up your steering a little bit. So, all right, Gary, all right, try that. I appreciate it. You bet. If you come up with something we need to know, call us back. All righty, thank you. All right, all right. Five five eight eleven tens and numbers to get in, so we can help you with your car repair. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a bit. The Mr. Mechanic Show is brought to you by Buchanan Service Center. Two locations, 79th and Dodge and 50th and Dodge in Omaha. All right, we are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show. As I mentioned before, 558-1110 is the numbers to get in. So we can answer your questions. And uh, we've got a lot of good a lot of good callers so far today. Yeah. A lot of good questions. You know, have they made vans any better? I suppose they have. Yeah, I mean, they made them you don't stiffer. see as many vans as we used to. No, 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 no. Ford run that uh, particular, what did they run that van from forever? Well, I mean, until the, what, the Transit we, came out. Yeah, and that Transit's, what, five, five, five years old? Five, six years old. I so mean. They, they run that platform for, I don't know, 37 years, I guess. Gosh. <laughs> You know, and the I will say that we've worked on a number of just regular vans, and then when you get up to the 250s, and we worked on a bunch of the 350s, uh, they become much more stable when you start getting into the 250 suspension. 
That is a heavy suspension. It is. It is. But it's just much more stable. And the, the F-150, or E-150, rather, was just a – it just was not as good as – I guess they wanted ride. Yeah. And they got it. They got it. You know, back to the uh, – like they had a ride like on the uh, 76 Lincoln. Remember them? Yes. Re- go up and down. It's like – like going to, kind of effect. Yeah, yeah. It's like going to Adventureland, and the uh, the ride's only going half speed. That is a long car. <laughs> I remember I was on a test drive in one of those, a blue one. You remember the car? Yeah. And uh, try to go through McDonald's with that thing, make a <laughs> corner in the drive-through, back it up twice. Take out half the retaining wall with the right front bumper. Oh man! But you wouldn't know because the bumper was so solid that you just kind of just yeah, you pick just off break bricks. The wall. Yeah, you brick off. Yeah, pick off bricks and just down the road you go. Yeah. No damage to the car. <laughs> no damage to the car. Steve had, Steve had one of those. He had a couple of those. God. Why? They were, I don't know. He was stuck on Lincoln's for a lot of years. Uh, he, I don't think he is so much anymore. Thank God. Okay, we're going to head over to Tom. Tom's got an 06 Toyota Matrix. Tom, what's going on? These, yeah. are, good, these are good cars. Yeah, they are. Uh, it's been a great car. Uh, I called last week, and I'm the guy that had the loss of power. Uh-huh. And oh. uh, you you thought it might be the catalytic converter. Right. Yeah, we're going to do a back and, pressure uh, test or something like that. Yeah, exactly. I didn't do that. I took it over to a guy that's got his own business. Uh, he was uh, He's ASC certified. He was at a Olds Cadillac store, and, and he's really good. Sure. Uh, but, but he just looked at it. He didn't do a back pressure. He pulled out the, the plug like the, cat, like the oxygen sensor and, and then he took the flashlight, looked down, and he said, yeah, this thing is really plugged, your catalytic converter. Mm-hmm. He said, just order one. I said, well, what if it's the uh, torque converter? And, see, I had this other guy that used to put brakes on for me. He's an old farm boy and a shade tree mechanic, but he does simple things very well. He's put brakes on for me, starter. And he told me it's probably the catalytic converter. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, who should I go with, the the guy that says it's the, I mean, the torque converter or the catalytic converter? It's a cat's plug. you got to start there. Air's got to go in. Air's got to come out to yep. make any amount of power. It's got to breathe. If it can't breathe, then. Oh. So, here's you, you, Yeah, if it can't you gotta breathe, go it's with, not going to go you anywhere. Gotta, okay, you got to go with what? Catalytic converter. Yeah. I, well, here's. Okay. Here's okay. The, here's He's the, right then. Yeah, so, well, here's the progression that you have. If it, like Kyle said, if you got to take air in, it's got to go air out, and you've got to get right, past right. that. The way that the transmission shifts is directly dependent on how the engine runs. So okay, if okay. the engine doesn't run right or if it's got lack of power, you're going to have transmission. Your uh, transmission's going to go just as slow as your engine. Right, right, or doesn't right. shift right or doesn't do other things right because it's depending on right. the the number one thing, and that's the engine okay. and all okay. that to run well, right. But, but well, like I mentioned, the smarter if, guy was right, yeah. Well, like I mentioned before, you can take that, that oxygen sensor out and go drive it. Give it a source for okay. the uh, the exhaust to escape and see if your power comes back. If it, okay, that's what I'll do. If it does, it's funny when I go downhill, it shifts through all the gears and it'll get up to like forty-five or fifty-five. That's inertia. I mean the the, tr- yeah. the transmission's fine. Yep. Right. That's just inertia. So that's not so the, start with that. Yeah, it's not that. Okay. The, the, the guy that's worked on cars forever. I mean, that's not his first rodeo for uh, catalytic converter being bad. Probably I'd, not. Yeah, I'd that's say, what I'd he say he knows what he's talking about. Okay, sounds good. I'll I'll go with that and. Uh, I'm tired of putt putting around town. 
yeah. I can only go five blocks away to High V and to the to Lowe's. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you anyway. go. Anyway, <laughs> all right. You guys, you guys do a great job, man. man really appreciate do. the call. Appreciate the call back. Let, yeah. Thank give us you a call. very much. Give us a call when you get up to full power. All right. We're thanks. We're, we're all right. We're gonna head over to uh, Joe. Joe's got a Kia Sedona 14. Joe, what's going on? Oh, hi. I uh, am calling about my Kia Sedona on Thursday. My wife went and got gas, topped it off at the gas station that had 53% water in it. Yeah. Cool. And, oh, it was not cool. Um, and yeah. so it stalled out. I spent a day trying to just find my mechanics booked up full on. Couldn't get anybody in. He said, take it to the guy across the street. He's good. Um, so, <laughs> you know, it's it's been very frustrating, just extremely challenging. And I got a call yesterday afternoon. He says, yeah, we got one spark plug off. We looked inside. There's no scoring. He uh, drained the fuel out, and he said there's 53% water in the fuel. And wow. he's That's got two other cars lined up right What's that? That's, That's quite the measurement. measurement. Yes, I, I've never. We've done a lot of these over the years. No, I say a lot. I mean a lot. And uh, I've never had a percentage there. We just once we know it's waters in there, it's all coming out. It's all coming out. We drop the tanks, take every little bit out of there, pull the uh, pull the the line up front or the injectors, and just drain it all mm -hmm. back. Put premium back in it, and I will say. I will say 98% of the time it's off and running with no issues. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he's doing that. He checked compression on one of the cylinders, and he said uh, it was down at about 70 pounds. And then he put in, uh, put a little squirt of oil in it, and he said it was back up close to 200. Sure, sure. So, yeah, if you got water so in there. So it should be all right. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. We've only had a couple of. Well, I'd say a handful of fuel pumps over the years that we've had to uh, replace, replace it. because it damaged them. But most of the time, it, by the time it dies, it, it just really hasn't done that much damage at all. And take it all out and put all premium back in. Like I mentioned, take it and drive it, get it cleaned out, you know, so it runs yeah. good. Sometimes you got to change the plugs depending on, on the car. Um, mm -hmm. But, yeah, it always comes back out about that pretty much without any lasting effects. Same with the... We've had a lot of people put gas and diesel and diesel and gas too, yeah. and uh, that kind of is the same way it, it comes out of it. So yeah, I've I've, I've seen the gas and diesel once, yeah. and it's not pretty. Yeah. Um, it almost killed a truck. <laughs> yeah, depending <laughs> but, on what yeah. it is. Yeah, you just yeah exactly. So you should be okay on the other side. It's just it is a pain to to drop the tank and Kia Sedona. So you might be able to. Uh, there might be an access. Yeah, there's an access hole, I believe, on that to go underneath the the rear seat, and we've got a big long hose and a and a, and a fuel pump, a racing fuel pump that sucks all that out of there, and right. uh, you know, and in some cases, if it's really bad, we got to pull the tank. But yeah, so he's going to go through. He's, he drained the tank. He's he's said he's got uh, about 40, 50 gallons of uh, fuel water mix sitting in the back from three cars he's uh yeah. draining the re the fuel rails out and he's gonna put it all back together and then i'll go over and i'll uh, contact quick shop and say hey folks you need to reimburse <laughs> me for all of this 
Uh, you know, it's it's very you know, and I know other people are obviously to other two or three other cars right behind me. Yeah. And it was on the news. So, yeah. 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 It's a scary, wild deal. It's well, like somebody... very, very inconvenient. Yeah. Oh, very, very. <laughs> yeah. We've been down that road more than a few times, and uh, sounds we had big, heavy rains, and sounds like somebody left the fuel dump cap off. That's, yeah, that's something not, like that. That's not the first time, and nor will it be the last time that happens somewhere. So uh, yeah, I, that, I quit buying gas at that station for some reason. They're they've got a problem. Well, I quit buying gas years ago because I always ended up saying, "Why is my car pinging and there's no power? I just put <laughs> gas in it and <laughs> some go over and add some premium at another station and it runs better." So yep, I, there you go. Don't there you go. There. All right, Joe, if you got any other problems, give us a call. I'm more than happy to answer. All right. All right. Uh, you bet. We're going to take a quick break on the Mr. Mechanic Show. If you're on hold, be right back. All right. We are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show. Buchanan Service Centers, we are 558 1110. That's numbers to get in. We're going to head straight over to Lori. Lori's got an 07 Avalanche. Lori, what's going on? Well, it was running rough, and they thought maybe it was just the spark plugs. Took it in. They said, no, not the spark plugs. Maybe it's the lifters. And worst of all, if you're lucky, the cam is not flat on it. Mm-hmm. Right. For sure. I'm not really what that means. <laughs> but anyway, um, it just started running rough. How long does it take for like severe damage like that to happen? But hopefully the cam and engine is not going to have to be replaced. Well, it could be almost instantaneous. Yeah, and it could be already kind of happening now. So mm. what, what number? Do you know what number it was? What cylinder it was? No, I don't because okay. nobody's really dug into it yet. Been able to catch it. Well, so these have active fuel management on them. And what that does is it, 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 it pumps up. Certain lifters, I think it's four of them, I think it is. Four altogether. Yeah, four overall. And those lifters can go bad, and when they collapse or don't work right, then the roller bearings in there get go bad. And the roller bearings on that lifter ride on a cam, and that cam has lobes on it, so it goes up and down and up and down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if that lifter turns sideways, it doesn't work quite right, and that's where it wipes out a cam. Um oh. You know, if it's is it's running fine now? Um, it's not. No, it's still sitting at the shop. Yeah. We quit driving it as soon as it started making. As soon as it started running rough, we quit driving it. So the lift, yeah, the lifters on these are not easily accessible. You gotta so, take the cylinder heads out. I mean, you're taking the entire top of the engine. Apart. Yeah. So here, yeah, that's exactly what Kyle's is right, and that's what it boils down to is is you have to do some exploratory surgery in order to figure out how deep you gotta go. On the lucky mm-hmm. on the lucky side of it, you'll pull the cylinder head, the intake, the cylinder head on that side, and replace the affected lifter. Probably the other ones. Um, How many miles you got on this? Um, I think it's like a hundred and eighty. Right. Well, you might be, you know, thinking about a new motor at this time. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> all those so, miles, and then you know, you're adding metal yeah. into the crankcase. I mean. Yeah, they're going to have to do some exploratory as far as finding out what it is. Look at the oil, see if there's metal in there. If you go in and do, you can go in and do just one bank, all the lifters on one bank. If I went in, I'm doing I, it all. I, I'm doing it all on that bank for sure. 
or if it's mine, I'm probably pulling both heads and doing it all um, because you, you don't want to do one side, just have to pull it apart and do the other side 5,000 miles down yeah. the road. Or like, <laughs> or like Kyle said, you're going to get into a, a, you know, a, a used, you can get a new used motor, but gosh, I looked at one of these the other day for the same thing. And you can buy a remanufactured engine cheaper than you can buy a used engine. Yeah. With with 150,000 miles on it. It's nuts. Yeah. You, you're better off. Because you don't, with replacing the motor, it would be like about 7,000. I'm yep. like, oh, my Lord. Yep. Yep. So here, so here's so here's the next decision you got to make is, is that truck worth it? And maybe it's only worth 7,000 bucks, but... What have you done to it? I mean, I have to list everything out at some point, put it all down on a piece of paper and say, I've done brakes, I've done transmission, I've done this, I've done that, I've done this. And then you got to go out and look, see what it would cost me to replace that vehicle. And if you've got a great vehicle and it's going to cost you 12000 to replace it, it might be worth fixing. Yeah, I, I just bought it two months ago because the last Avalanche I had, we rolled on black ice. Yep, yep. So I've only had it a couple months. Yep. I, I, yeah, I understand. Write all that stuff down, do the pros and cons, so you know you make the best decision possible. All right. All right. Thanks for the call, Lori. Oh, Sorry you. about that. Yep. You bet. All right. That's just about it for the Mr. Mechanic Show. I hear the, the music. The music came on early. All right, 558 is the number to get in next week. Get early, get in early, get in fast. I'm Bob. Kyle. We'll see you next week.